0: You pay
1: And welcome to Open All Hours, the QPR podcast. It is an unusual podcast this week in that with this incessant Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, fixture schedule, sometimes we can't all be in the same place at the same time. And so we're recording it on a Wednesday this week, not a Tuesday and none of us are together. We are recording it all remotely on Skype. We we end up having to do this about once a season, just because of logistics and illness and children and all the rest of it. Uh, and so today there are three of us. There's two regulars, there's me, uh, and there is also should be down the line Paul Finney. You're eight. Calling Barnett. Barnett, can you hear us, Paul Finney? I can, and I apologise,
0: you might hear my dog and the washing machine bleeping in between this podcast, but there you go.
1: Well, well, we'll we'll crack on. I'm sorry to hear myself say that, the podcast. Well, well, it does get a bit interrupting on Skype, but we'll try our best um, to do it. And it's going to be a reduced podcast today just to kind of talk through the last couple of games or so and then back to normal next week. However, we are very, very pleased to also be welcoming for his first ever podcast appearance, um, a QPR fan that a lot of people have got to know, a little bit in person, but also on social media recently. Um, That is someone who has sat 4,986 miles away from the Cuyen Prince Stadium. They are dialing in from San Antonio in Texas. And joining us is Jacob Tingle.
2: Brilliant to be here. Uh, I'm uh, honored and um, uh, a bit mental, maybe. Well, <laughs> welcome, Jacob. You um, so look. I, I guess before we uh,
1: kind of get into it and um, talk about yesterday and all the rest of it, how long have you been following QPR? Now you're are you really active on on Twitter. We see that you kind of get down you you get down to Loftus Road or Kindred Stadium when you can, and you follow the games religiously. Um, every week. How long have you been following QPR, and how
2: did you get into it? Yeah, this is, this is year five, and uh, it started with uh, a trip to uh, the first time I taught a class in, uh, in London with students from, from Trinity University here, uh, where, where I'm a professor here in San Antonio. And uh, we had a great opportunity to meet with, uh, with Chris, Chris Ramsey, and he, um, he's a, a good friend of uh, our uh, university soccer coach. They, they played in, uh, at Leicester together a million years ago. And um, so we had an opportunity to, to talk to him, and, and I, I was just blown away about his philosophy on leadership and, and man management and talent development and all those things that at least from my perspective, I think you're seeing with the academy now and some of the, the young players and how they talk about him. But you know, we're we're sitting in a pizza parlor in Camden Town, and and he's just he's just given the time of day so much time of day to our students, really impressive. And then two or three days later, match Hull, the place was full. Both <clears throat> the away end was full. We were in the X bot block, so we got to uh, uh, you know fully experience uh, the engagement with the Hull fans. Uh, uh on on New Year's Day and so I did not go to London looking for a, a football club. Um, I, you know it's just not not kind of who I am. Um, but I really kind of when I walked into Loftus Road was I was just blown away and then when I left I was like this is my team. Uh, and so immediately started uh, you know started doing as much reading uh, and, and getting some back you know background stuff as I could. Uh, started listening to you guys uh and uh and and um that maybe did good things for me or not i'm not sure in terms of uh in terms of <laughs> fan engagement but no but but seriously it, it's um that was that first night uh, it's just this is my team and and uh and it's it's a crazy thing uh you, you know you guys i mean uh, you, you know, I don't know if you've <clears throat> been to the states or the last time you were, but it's not at all uncommon to walk around an airport or a mall or a restaurant and you know, see a, you know, a Man U or an Arsenal or, you know, whatever, one of the, you know, jerseys. And, and, mm. um, and so I just, that's not, i just wasn't, you know, this is not who I am. Right. And what's cool for me now is, is wearing QPR stuff around or seeing my kids wear it. And, and every now and again, you know, you'll get a stop. Uh, and and I, I was at my favorite uh, place the other day, having a margarita, uh, and some nachos. And there was a Norwich guy sitting next to me. Uh, and he and his wife were from Norwich on vacation. Why they came to San Antonio. I don't know, but it was just, I, you know, I had my QPR hat on and there's a 45 minute discussion that I would not even have talked to the guy. Um, so there's something really unique about, I, I know, I mean, you guys know it, but over here, there's just, people don't wear QPR shirts. Right. They don't just mm-hmm. throw them on. And and yeah. so there's something really kind of special about finding other QPR fans in America. Uh, and there's, there's a couple up in Austin that I, you know, that we engage with a lot. And so it's, it's a, that's, that's kind of the sh- super short version uh, of the journey and why it's really special for me now. Can, can I ask, you so mo- most of us um,
1: are kind of, we inherit a football team from birth, <laughs> but you're, you know, you're, I don't know how old you are, but but you you've supported QPR. You started as an adult. Did you yeah. follow football before then? And did you have a team before
2: QPR? That's a great yeah. So I, I inherited uh, um, basketball uh, ah. as I'm I'm, I'm mid 40s, uh, mid to late 40s, and so I, I inherited a basketball team. Um, the university uh, I attended, and the, it's the same university I work at now, has a, a really phenomenal. Uh, both the men's and women's soccer programs, football programs, uh, you know, national champions, uh, you know, uh, really high quality, play national caliber talent all the time. So that was my le- level of football support. Um, we have a local team who plays in the USL, which is kind of the, the, the league just below the MLS here in, in the US. And so, you know, I support them. But no, I, I mean, I, I followed, uh, you know, I followed. Premier League to the sense that you know I needed to have the ability to have a conversation with someone about who was winning or who was playing in Europe or you know those kinds of things, but I, I didn't have a team, so there wasn't for me a, a huge pull on Saturdays to to pay much attention other than just to, to you know score lines that kind of stuff, um, and and so that's where the again the piece for me when I I did not go to London that first time looking at all to to have us have a team. Um, but, but there, I mean, walking into Loftus road and, and 18 plus or 17 plus, whatever quote unquote a sellout is. And, and I just was like, this is, this is it. This is what I didn't even know I was looking for. Um, well, uh, that, 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 first of all,
1: I know you've been a fan for a while, but welcome to the family. But second of all, congratulations because I think you've done something that nobody has managed to do in the last nine years of the podcast, which is keep Paul Finney quiet for 10 minutes. So
0: I'm just loving that story, it's fantastic. Well, you know, well the well kind of, and I just can't believe that. Like, you know, we've, and we've actually got a professor on the podcast. I think you're probably the first professor we've had on the podcast.
1: Am I <laughs> right or wrong, though, David? Do you reckon? I think you are right. We've had politicians, haven't we, of almost mm-hmm. all colors. I think we've had TV presenters, we've had comedians uh we've never had a professor but in your i've seen in your twitter photos you're a fan of the bow tie or as you americans call it the bow tie um, do you have do you have a blue and white qpr bow tie and if you don't we should make it happen
2: i i don't and and i, I tell you when i was in the superstore uh before the uh before the cardiff match i looked i I didn't see one, but I also might have just missed it. But if you can make that happen, I will. That would be brilliant.
1: Yeah, the podcaster a bow tie.
2: Yes, right.
1: Welcome. Uh, I, I, I'll do the admin really quickly. This is a really late intro, but anybody who happens to be listening to us for the first time, please do follow us on Twitter or Facebook. You can find us at QPR Pod on Twitter, and also you can find out everything about our sponsoring episode, listen to an old episode. On. our at qprpod.co.uk. So we last recorded podcast. We recorded podcast last week after we beat Stoke. But mm-hmm. before, I think, yeah. But before that, we it was all, I know we'd drawn at Swansea and we were quite happy with that, but we had had a bad run and there were murmurings of worry amongst the fan base. Now,
0: I'm beating him four. I know. It's weird. I mean, I've put the toilet roll away. Um, I think we should be pretty safe now. Um, what does um, that even mean? Actually, don't tell me what that means. Carry. It on. means squeaky arse time. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to cack yourself at any point because we were we were nosediving so fast towards that wrong end of the table. And, you know, in true pessimistic style, I was completely terrified that we would, because I don't think I've got another relegation in me. I'm too old. I'm too bold and I'm too fat to go through all that again. So I'm really chuffed. Forest was a... Was a good point because you know what, they the conditions were awful. The wind looked really bad. Um, so much so that it, 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 it actually stopped them from scoring because it was a lot quite ready because the ball was moving outside the, the, the D, blah blah blah. And we were we were quite solid. We looked more solid. And you know, it's it's we're not making the same sort of mistakes at the back that we were making. Now whether that's through Um, a lot more hard training, I don't know or they finally found some confidence I don't know and I didn't think in a million years I'd be talking to you about a kind of, well a sort of Grant Hall type Johan Cruyff goal, do you know what I mean it was just like, that was a Mm. what was he doing up there
1: I don't really understand why he was there
0: I think he was lost (laughs) But what a finish, I mean you know, I mean that. I mean, he 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 put it through the school end as well, didn't he? Really, but you know, it's it's what a finish. And I think, but yeah, I know that the manager said he didn't like people shooting from outside the box. Blah blah blah. But you know, it's it was a, it was a great finish, and it was inside, and it was it was, and then to to um to have Wayne really set up the second goal so well, um, was just the icing and the cake. I mean, they you know the the negative side, you'd say that their goal was very badly marked. Yeah yada yeah, 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 but you know. we're we're getting better, we're pretty safe now Um, get a couple more points in the next well, say four points in the next two games and that that should see us safe I'd be amazed, even at our madness that we'd fall out of the league that way, so that's good, and then we can then kind of see what we're going to plan for next season, because I think that's what we're all anticipating, because everyone's more or less said goodbye to Samuel and and Eze which is a shame, because I'd love them to stay for one more season Samuel
1: as well, do you really think Samuel as well
0: as Eze? I think it'd be very, very hard to keep him, David. He is, you know, the, you know the vultures are there, the, the circling, and um, uh, his, his performances when he's on fire like that. I mean, he's just so electric. I mean, I can't remember a time when we've had someone that strong, that fast, and has that much purpose on the on the wing. You know, and when he when he gets going, you just can't get him off. the I mean, I think I think last night someone said to me in the typical QPL way, even though we're winning. Well. Um, Samuel's one booking away on, on nine and Hughes on nine could be, you know, for suspension. And, um, you know, he's got that about his armor as well. He can be a bit niggly, which is good for a winging, because otherwise you, you're going to get destroyed. You know what I mean? Dave and, and Jacob, you're going to get, and I think he is a real talent, but I have to say at a point last night, I do think the Chur could actually surpass could be the, the the one, not just because he's because he's worked so hard at his game, hasn't he? I mean, you look at how far he's come and how quickly. The same as Ezy. It's just with them three, they've really they, they've kind of took the season by the scruff of the neck and and dragged us through. I think.
1: I think they're looking to chair. I think chair is is the heir apparent. If that's the right phrase, I think they they, they there is this. Mm. acceptance that Eze is going and he could be the successor to him Mm -hmm. but let me ask you a question both of you I'm looking at the league table now 35 games if my maths is correct and I did fail my GCSE maths first time around (laughs) but I think that means there's 11 games left there's 11 games left we're on 46 points 6th place is on 56 points Generally speaking, anything that like you can make up a point a game, a point a game, and you're you're more you're still in with a chance. Is there any 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 chance that we string a win to get string a few wins together, and we could even be thinking about sneaking
2: into sixth spot, Jacob? So listen, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I those who follow me on Twitter know I'm stupidly optimistic. So. Uh, but I, I'm I'm looking at what we have left, and again, it's it's if I've learned anything in the last few years, it's just tomorrow is going to be different than you think it's supposed to be, right? But one, two, three, four, five, six, arguably seventh, seven, I mean, winnable, you know? Uh, I mean, Birmingham, Barnsley, Charlton, Middlesbrough, Wigan, Luton, Millwall. I mean, those are certainly games where if you don't come away with points, I'm just gutted, right? And so then if you steal a point up at Preston, I know it's crazy. We're not going to do it. But if you steal a point versus Fulham, that's, you know, I mean, that's 18, maybe. uh, Um, But, you know, I don't know what that does for, for the math, but I think it's possible. If if they do if if they play the way they have the last four in those in all of those nine games or ten that uh, that are winnable. Well, I
1: think you need. I don't think you will ever find a team that's. Fin- I think last year it was seventy-four points to <clears throat> which would require a hell of an effort. Probably winning something like nine games or something. Yeah, nine or ten games. Wow.
0: I start the uh, conversation by saying, just avoid relegation. Just need to get that, the, those four points. Now, Jacob, I don't <laughs> like what you've done. You've got me thinking. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? If we can share up the defence and we can, you know, get a few... Yeah, we can. But I'm not allowing myself to. I'm going to be happy with safety. I'm going to be happy with planning for next season. And I'm going to be happy with us ending this season in a positive note. If we get to the playoffs, my mind will get blown and... At the same time, I'm saying this, would that not be the most QPR thing to do, David? In all the years that we've seen this club, and you too, Jacob, that it probably, it's so impossible the QPR way
1: would make it possible. I don't know. Oof. It's a lot of wins. I think maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I want to give people cause for a little bit of optimism. But can you
0: imagine we beat through them, though? That would be, be amazing, wouldn't it? If we can just keep this run going, st- send them home in, in, in a very depressed state, ruin their season, and then... Oof, you never know. Um, right, <laughs> okay. So I hit you, Jacob. I You've mean... got me thinking about promotion,
2: <laughs> don't do it
0: again. <laughs> <Yeah>? Sorry. <laughs> We're never having a professor on again, David. It's too it's, it's too inspiring.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So so also, uh, Finn, tell us about Forest. And, what? Um, yeah. The, the, the port was brilliant, Forest.
0: It was like um the old days, everyone stood up um We played really well. It was a good atmosphere. It looked really impressive on TV as well. And it was a, you know, it was a lot more. It was it was like the old days ago in the QPR game where people weren't negative and the they, they played really well in really bad conditions. I mean, Jacob, I think you watch all the games, don't you? Um, I do. On the, yeah. On, on the screen, what did what did you think? I thought we played. I thought it was pretty solid both halves. To be honest with you.
2: Yeah, it, the a lot of people. I mean, you know, whatever with the the uh, the. The luck with the the wind um blowing the ball out, but you know one of those things I think you know it's it's a rule right and and so the the referees got the rule right, which I think maybe the shock is that often they wouldn't have they wouldn't have done it or if if Manning wouldn't have challenged him, would they have done it? but no it was it was one of those matches for me. I just this is let's go get a point. And they did what they had to do, and I, I watched. Um, I watched the full eleven minute highlight. You know, the next morning, and and there weren't a whole lot of chances that we had, um, which I feel like was okay for what the conditions were, and and what we needed. We needed to go up there and and not lose. Uh, from my from my perspective, and and uh, you know, there were a couple of uh, you know. I know some people have been. You know, hammer and pew a little bit. Let's keep get chair on, uh, you know, starting. But there's been some really cool, and I think there was a couple of examples of it there too, where some some neat link up between pew and Eze. you know, just from watching it on the screen. I don't know what it looks like in the stadium, but watching it on the screen give you, a, you know, just give you that brief moment of oh my gosh, we might have something special, uh, and then it, you know, <laughs> maybe the play fizzles out. But but even in the in the mm. forest game, there were two or three of those real nice little little nice one, two touches between Pugh and Eze that I'd like to see what's happening with, with their partnership in the last couple of matches. The, th- the thing is with Pugh, what
0: this, these kids need experience around them. People like Cameron and Pugh and um, Rangel will give them that experience and that encouragement and they, they need it. And um, Pugh's sort of, he's, he, he hasn't really got a season started. I think that's the problem. He's in and out, but he, you know, he's doing a job and they're all doing a job and, and, you know will, will he be here next season probably not will cameron be here next season probably not but i think the job is to get the kids you think through this so? season why do you think that um well because i think next season the club will be going for you know ball certainly made a case for having that dm role himself um in the last few games where he's been pretty damn good actually in my, my opinion and i kind of think that we we've, we've it's definitely with Rangel, the age thing is going, to, is catching up on them and stuff like. That. I hate writing people off at, at the age of being so bloody old myself.
1: Although uh, there's nothing in his play to uh, uh, to suggest that Rangel's age that he is declining with age. Is it? If
0: anything, it's very
1: grumpy. you know,
0: he he almost talked himself into um into trouble. Yeah, but he 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 seems to have issues when with, with a young kid goes past him and referees. He's he's shouting them. What I was thinking, I don't know what you guys think. I'm just wondering um, what's going to happen next season with the the, the, the loans from Tottenham. I, I kind of get the feeling if we do lose Samuel a they might hang on to Clark. I don't know. What are you guys saying?
2: Yeah. To to me, that's a Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, that's a big that's a huge question. So many somebody sent something on Twitter to me today. Just how many how many loanees we have Mm. uh, or or people who are not, you know, under contract. Right. Uh, And and that's something that's certainly really problematic. Um, But I, I do. I love the little signs of what Clark has offered. I mean, that that first match wherever he appeared notwithstanding which was terrible but uh, he's he's shown some really cool flashes and amos i think is outstanding um and so if we can hang on to them uh for next season uh uh, you know that gives me a glimmer of hope um
1: there seems to be a good uh relationship with spurs doesn't there and Jack Clark, Mourinho is not exactly renowned for bringing in young players, and he no. was—I don't—he wasn't a Mourinho signing either. So I am not—I have no insight whatsoever. But you would have thought, with a player that young and probably as far away from the Spurs first team as he is, he will probably be available for a loan somewhere again next season. And that could be interesting, you one. Would,
0: because I tell you for why I said, Dave, at Forest the way we play, we do need someone with that pace, that that ability to take players on, to to, to take it off the defence, if you know what I mean. So I think he could be one to keep an eye on for next season, and. Um, I was also thinking about Hugo as well. Like, you know, we need to find the right kind of rule for him this season. And you, these are all the things that are jumping around your head. And, and Jacob's completely thrown me by flipping mentioning bloody playoffs. And now I'm like, <laughs> do you know what?
1: If we can get Clark in as well. It was, have it, it was me play. who mentioned the playoffs. Finn, I mentioned oh, the playoffs. Was but, what Jacob, but what Jacob did was apply a professor's eye. And oh. that was it. <laughs> And he actually made it a reality and made it sound like a scientific <laughs> possibility. Oh,
0: oh, 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 and do you know what? It'd be pretty damn good if we did because, you know, it'd be nice to end the season on the high. And I think that's one. It was interesting as well, Forrest and Jacob, you see this morning, as well, that Warburton certainly stepped up his man management. The way he's talking to the players more recently, the way he's he's, he's given every player a good hug and doing things, he certainly um, he seems to. He's grabbing the job with both hands now and and, and doing it his way as well, which is interesting. Whereas before, I don't think, you know, he he didn't look happy. You know, when he did that thing with Les and Lee Hughes the other week, he didn't look happy. He's sort of coming out of his his dugout a bit more and and, and doing things, which are quite good. His man management is certainly, I think, coming into place. Definitely with Eze, definitely with Cher and definitely with Samuel as well.
2: I wonder. Uh, I hadn't thought about it, but just thinking about the consistency of the lineup, right? The last four matches, the only change is Kane for Rangel this last time, and I wonder if some of that is just him saying, you know, what I've I've been talking about using the squad all season. You know, broken record, broken record. It's like, well, this is my best eleven, and I'm rolling them out there. Uh, mm. You know, uh, uh, you know, hell or high water. I, I don't know. I, it's just been curious to me. Uh, I, I didn't I think. think- I think it's much
1: more sorry to interrupt. I think it's no. much more, Rangel is as someone who has experience of being 37, but not, <laughs> but no, no experience of the rigors of championship football. I think it's, 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 what do they call it? Game management or whatever yeah. it is. I think it's, he's managing the, the, the inevitable weary bones that Rangel has by taking him out of the game yesterday.
2: And well, I, I thought they? that was I thought that was the right thing to do, but I also thought that you know Cameron might have a seat or Pew might have a seat. So I was just I was when I saw the starting eleven announced, I said this is great, you, you know this group. Rangel needs a break for what you just said, but this group is is look what they've done the last three, and I'm going to roll them out there. Mm. Uh, and and I, I really I fully expected Pew to, to you know give way to chair at, uh, in the starting eleven and. And I don't know, Paul, when you talk about his man, you know, like maybe this is just, this is my team and I'm going with it. And and the other guys have responded, but maybe not the way I want them to. And uh, and and we're just going to push push these guys in and and roll with them. I don't know. I don't, I'll be curious I'll to see. Right. Uh, I'll be curious to see Saturday.
0: The only thing that worries me is is, is Kian, if I being honest. I mean in all, in all this lovely positivity. Trust me to mention something to bring it down to earth a bit. Cain does worry me in the right back. So,
1: um he's 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 really, really struggling, sadly. Mm-hmm. Well, I expect if he's fit, we will see Rangel back on Saturday. Yeah. expect, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, I he's 70, you Sorry. don't look, you, yeah, don't look 30, 30, you don't look
0: thirty seven you don't look thirty seven, Divy. You look an awful lot. I'm
1: old, not but. I'm not. I am older. I'm just saying I have experience of being there. Oh, I, see, I was going to say, because <laughs> yes. I think you're catching me up, to be fair. Well, you you were, um, you um have experience of being 37, don't you? Which was in the days of black and white TV, I understand. <laughs> I, I, if I remember rightly, there was a lot of
0: talk of um, Queen Victoria resigning at some stage. I'll get yeah. back to that one.
1: Yeah, Thatcher. Thatcher was um, Maggie Thatcher, Milk Snatcher, was that era, I think. You <laughs> Moving um, on. Right. Politics. Right. Yeah, no politics. Right, okay. Ours ends. Um, wow, that flu. We should get well, Jacob
0: on more often. I like, do you know, I, I kind of, I know this is different, and oh, it's not how we planned this week, and this week went completely perished. We know that. The listeners don't, but we do. But I've kind of enjoyed this. Jacob, next time you're over, don't be a stranger. Come in the studio and have a few um ciders afterwards. Um, I don't know if you drink cider, I'm just saying. Because um, uh, it's it's been brilliant having you on. It's such so good to hear someone from overseas and their insight into it because the W twelve family isn't just in W twelve.
2: Uh, I would I would I mean absolutely be honored and and count count me in. Uh, good man, it'll guys, be our yeah. honor.
0: Yeah. It'll be our honor, not your honor, it'll be our honor yeah. because Indeed. You know, you'd be absolutely brilliant. One of the best debuts on the podcast, David, we've had. Will you not say so?
1: Uh, absolutely. I think you should come on more often, uh, Jacob, for sure. It's, it's a Professor as well.
2: Uh, and do you know set. what,
1: David? We we we
2: could
0: also say our correspondent from San Diego. Correspondent? No, San Antonio. San Antonio.
2: San
1: Antonio. No, he's
0: gonna he's
1: he's gonna move. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. So. Let me explain. So we don't re- – and please do give us feedback on Twitter and Facebook to tell us about this. Because we were doing it on Skype this week and we don't know how it's going to go and we don't want to test people's patience with it, we took the call to make it shorter – uh, podcast, just to kind of go over the few other things, but if you think it's brilliant and we should have done it at full length, please do let us know, or if you think also, forget it, don't do one on Skype, because it's not quite as good as when you're together, also do let us know um, but I will start I think they, the will do it. they will, yeah, me, they inevitably will inevitably they will, my R's end is very simple, is Mark Warburton a comedian who is trolling everyone because he's playing one joke repeatedly and that is he keeps substituting one seat for another. Did you know our most common substitution in the league this season by some way with, I think it's 10, but it could be 11, and this is where I need Jack from Opsa, <laughs> uh, either pew for chair or chair for pew. Uh... It's most common substitution. I don't think anyone in the league is substituting one seat for another seat as often as Mark Walton does. Do you know what? That, that's <laughs> genius. That is genius, David. I
0: think you need to go sit down or lie down now and have ten minutes of the dark room because you're not going to beat that <laughs> for a long time. Excellent. That's, my oh, old that's, end. that's brilliant. That is absolutely. That's probably your best for a long
1: time. I'm in shock. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Um, no, no, I generally in to, shock. Should, should we go to the professor now,
2: Professor? You. Just okay, left. so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, my best, Paul Finney, and I have two, maybe if that's a, allowable. Um,
1: that one of So you go for it.
2: One of them is completely silly, but the 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 video of uh of, I don't know if you all saw the video of Cameron, uh, with uh, Jack Clark in, in the in the hotel before the Nottingham game where they were playing the spoony thing, and I think it was Hall yes. was back behind. Yes, I saw that. So. Listen, this is, again, my, one of my favorite bands is Soundgarden and one of my favorite songs is Spoonman. Oh, so, so, so cool <laughs> podcast. I'm loving this. Soundgarden. When Clark came on yesterday, all I could think of myself was the Spoonman eats to score the winning goal, but so – Uh, From this point forward, I will not type the names Jack Clark on Twitter. I will only be referring to him as the Spoon Man just so. And if if people need to to YouTube that uh, video, uh, they they can find that out uh, on their own. So that's just uh, for anyone that cares. Um, The other thing, uh, my actual uh, uh, R's end is is I think the return of of Barbe and, you know, kind of corresponding with the return of Manning, I think can't be overstated from my, from my um, standpoint, Manning went through a hugely rough patch. It was, he needed to have a long, you know, or that extended break. And I love Wallace, but there's something about Manning. Um, and, and maybe it was going back to that Villa goal three years ago or whatever that was, but he's, he's got something really special about him when he's playing his game well. And I think we saw some of that yesterday. And and then Barbay is uh, who, who, you know, anti his like Barbe in the 16 matches he's played this year, we only have three losses. Um, and so I, I think the, the return of them, um, and and uh, and what they've done for the back line, I think, has been immense for Kelly. So I'm, I long may that uh, that kind of pairing uh, of those guys together continue. I think that's one of the best okay. ends. This is,
0: this, this, the standards been set here. I'm kind of squeaking it here a little bit, because um, right. as usual, Finney. I'm not I'm not prepared. Um, well, you don't have to have one. You keep saying that, but I feel that I should. I mean, can you think of I, I, You know what? If I didn't have an R's end after the podcast, I'll sit and bang my head off a wall thinking what I could have bored everyone with and never done it. And that right. would eat me up. So, um, no, do it. Do it, Paul, because we're going to end. So go on. OK, excellent. Uh, my R's end is quite somber. Um, disappointed last night with the, um, the attendance. It looked a little bit sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed the club are doing a survey about safe standing and reels, which I think everyone should fill in, good, bad, or indifferent, just have your say, because we're always saying the club never asks us things, so they've, they've took it to us, fill it in however you want, where they're going to put it, God only knows, um, but fill it in and have the conversation, because yeah, it was a bit disappointing last night. It was a bit sparse. So a thing for these kids, and we talk about Ezzy and stuff like that, they might not be here that long. So everyone who's listening to this podcast who sometimes thinks, you know what, I, I don't know if I've built the date. get down, support the club as you, as, you, as you always have done, and just enjoy these youngsters while we've got them because they may not be here for long. And that is my odds end.
1: Very good. Why didn't you also tell us your prediction for Birmingham on Saturday?
0: I think we're gonna absolutely destroy them with a one 0
1: Very good. Jacob? I am gonna go two one. Uh I I'm we're definitely winning. I'm going i I'm going three one because Jacob has made me believe. I'm I'm checking the diary for bank holiday weekend. I'm already starting to plan the walk to Wembley. We're there, we're there, we're there. Um gentlemen, great to speak to you. Um Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with a more traditional um, QPR podcast. Thank you very much for listening.